Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League, a guru podcast. Now I just want to talk about something because I've received a lot of messages this week about it uh, from Parramatta fans and it's fair enough as I always say, uh, I think that it's great when fans message me to back their team up. They do it respectfully 99% of the time which is great, Uh, I, I don't let the loud minority of complete and utter fuckwits representing an entire group. But um, I've had a lot of Parramatta fans message me this week. As I said, the vast majority have been in good spirit. vast majority have been defending their team, which I love. You guys are fans. Fan is short for fanatic, so it's great to see you guys coming in uh, to defend your team. I think it's unreal. And I was asked by Denon, as I'm asked just about every fucking second Monday, what are your thoughts on the Parramatta Eels? Can they win a comp this year? And my answer was a pretty straight no. And I've been uh, I've been pretty strong on this all season. Uh, I did the Don podcast last week uh, with him, champion fella, and he asked me for my hot takes. One of my hot takes was that Parramatta uh, would not win a finals game this year, which... Um, I'm not even sure how spicy it is, to be honest with you, but a lot of people tend to disagree, which is fair enough. And I can understand why people disagree. And I've sort of, I've always sort of said this, that I look at this Parramatta side and, you know, there's no reason why I shouldn't be thinking, fuck, this team can win a comp this year. Clint Gutherson, top, what, eight fullback in our game. You might want to push and shove, whatever. You might say top 10, whatever. He's a classy fullback who can can do it all. Micah Sivo is an absolute wrecking ball 
Wonga Blake has his deficiencies, but is a really quality player. Will Pedersini's a young gun. Tom, Tom Opachik as well. Not an outstanding centre, but he does his job every single week. He's probably the most reliable out of all those guys. So the back five, I mean, there's nothing wrong with those. You know, they they're, they can compete with anyone on their day. They've shown that all year. The halves are gun. Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses, sensational players. Dylan Brown's really coming to his own this year, like we said he would all last season. We've always loved Mitch Moses, a quality, quality player. He's obviously not there for the next few weeks, but he will be soon. And come finals time when the whips are cracking, <coughs> Mitch Moses will be there. The forward pack, fuck me. Just the front row alone. Regan Campbell, Gillard, Reed, Marnie, Junior Bolo. Like, they are three guys that are origin standard. Despite Reed not playing origin yet, he is without a doubt at origin standard. I think he's got some of the best service in rugby league. Picks his moments well, really well. Might not have been his absolute best season this year, but he's an extremely talented guy. Uh, the back row, fuck me. Sean Lane. I think there's a fair argument that Sean Lane might be the form second rower in the competition this year. If not, it'd have to be right up there. Uh, the other guy on the other side of the park, he was the best second rower in the comp last year. He'd still be right up the top this year. Isaiah Papali, he's been unreal. Maddow at 13, who, if you've been listening to this podcast for a number of years, or if you've been following the page for a long time, we were in love with Madison in 2018 when he was a reserve grader for the Roosters. So, we've always been a huge fan. Look at their bench this week. Ogden, Cartwright, Kafusi, Nia Kore. Uh, whilst there might not be an array of superstars there, very, very talented players, considering what, what a bench normally looks like um, pretty damn strong so as I've always said with Parramatta on paper they're incredible yeah there's there's no reason why they shouldn't be successful but I don't know what it is with Parramatta they just can't seem to put it together and they can't seem to put it together you know, consistently through a regular season. Now, granted, they've been incredibly inconsistent this year. They've been incredibly disappointing. Um, they're one win behind the Cronulla Sharks. Yeah, so they've had they've had a good season. Do not get me wrong. If you ask me about the Sharkies, I'll tell you how, how fucking good they're going. But I didn't come in with the expectation the Sharks should win a comp this year. With Parramatta, I did. They're a team that should win a comp. Yes, they have. They they haven't made a grand final over the last few years. They've got to. I don't think they they've got to a prelim either over the last few years. But they've always been there and thereabouts. I don't think over the last few years they finished any lower than fifth. They've always been there when the whips are cracking at the back end. Whether they strike a blow or not, uh, it depends on the season. But they are a team that on paper. They should be competing for a premiership this year. So I hold them to that same degree. Um, they're coming fifth at the moment. The Broncos are coming seventh. You asked me about the Broncos. I'll tell you how much of a good season they've had because I didn't have the expectation of the Broncos competing for a comp this year. For Parramatta, I do. And that's a compliment to Parramatta at the same time. I think Parramatta fans feel like I pick on them. I don't pick on you. I just hold your team to a high standard because you've got a good fucking football team. That's the reality of the Parramatta Eels. You're a very good football team. I look at the Brisbane Broncos and I'm like, you know what? You've got a new halfback this year. You've got young guys. All what? You've got, you got a 5'8 playing fullback, in my opinion, this week. Tomorrow, Martin. You've got Ezra Mam, who's on his first season. Um, you've, you've got forwards that are still finding themselves in first grade. Jordan Ricky, these sort of guys. Selwyn Cobbo's in only his second year of first grade. Whereas Parramatta, I look at your side and I go, this team should be competing for a premiership this year. And look, they will. They'll, they'll be there and thereabouts. But I just think come finals time, this team will not compete. And I think people get upset with how quickly... I dismissed Parramatta on Monday. And look, the thing is, when you're on a show like that and when you're on a podcast like I am, you know, Ken Pick can say to me, hey, do you think they can? And I can say, I can sit on the fence and say, oh, well, if this happens and this happens, yeah, they could, they could. Of course they fucking could. I don't need to tell you that a team could win a premiership. I don't need to tell you that a team that is as stacked as Parramatta are can win a premiership. I was asked, do I think they can win a premiership? I don't think they can. I don't think they will this year. 
I don't think they will is the bottom line. And I'm just being completely honest. And look, I'm more than happy to be proven wrong. To be honest with you, I'd love to see Parramatta win a comp. I think it'd be an unreal narrative. It'd be great content for me. I think Brad Arthur deserves it. He's been through so much shit. I think Gutho, to be at the age he's at, captaining a club is sensational. You've got to remember, he was the next big thing at Manly. All of a sudden, Tom Travojevic pops up. Gutho's forced to leave the club that he grew up loving. Ends up at Parramatta, and he's done a sensational job there. You all know I'm a huge fan of Mitch Broses and Dill Brown. I mean, when everyone was bagging Dill Brown last you're telling me you should be in fucking reserve grade. I was just sitting there going, "Can you do, have you watched football before? Can, can you see the impact this guy has? Yeah, but two tries this. Gives a fuck. He's playing the same this year as he was last year. He's just getting the stats now. So we're all starting to catch up. And we said this all last year with Dill Brown. He's incredibly talented. He's gifted. Mitch Moses. I loved that Mitch Moses, when he was 18, he was the best player in the under-18s. He was an absolute freak. He could do the cutout. He could do the chip and chase. He's coming to first grade. He landed in the shit fight that was the West Tigers back then. Uh, and, he, and he was winning them games. He was playing incredibly well. Moved to Parramatta. That all went to shit. All the blow-ups and everything. I'm sorry. I don't hold it against Mitch Moses for moving to Parramatta with all due respect. He wouldn't be the same player he is now if he stayed at the West Tigers. Take his best mate, for example, Luke Brooks, who was better than Mitch Moses when they were 18 or when they were 17, 18 coming through. He was the one that everyone was more excited about. So I think Mitch Moses has made a good call going to Parramatta, and I love Mitch Moses. Nothing nothing would make me happier than seeing Mitch Moses go to that next level. Parramatta fans will remember when he made his origin debut, who backed him in the entire time. I did. I pointed out the good things he did in that game. I've got nothing against Parramatta. I know that Parramatta fans think I'm, I'm, I hate them or whatever. It's not the reality. I just don't believe you've got what it takes to win a comp this year. Once again, more than happy to be proven wrong. And if I am, please message me and give it to me because I want you to enjoy a premiership as much as you possibly can. And if it gets you up in the morning to tell me, fuck you, you got it wrong, by all means, send it through. I'll be stoked to listen to it. More than happy to listen to it because I'd be happy for Parramatta to win a comp. I think it'd be great for rugby league for Parramatta to win a comp. I think it'd be fucking hilarious for guys like Hello Sport and for myself as well. We'd cop a heap of shit. It'd be good banter. I'd enjoy it. But I just, I don't think they're capable of doing it this year. And when I look at their squad and how it's going to change, Isaiah Papali, Reed Marnie leaving, like they're going to leave massive holes. You've also got Ray Stone leaving, who granted he hasn't been there this year, but fuck, he's a good depth guy to have. You've also got a guy like Murata Corey, who's one of the best depth guys in rugby league. You can put him into first grade and he can be the best second rower on the field or the best center on the field, which is an incredibly big loss and it's not spoken about enough. So I personally, and I think I share this view with the vast majority of people that we believe that if Parramatta doesn't win it this year I don't know when they're going to win it because next year and the next few years is going to be a semi-rebuild they're going to have to do everything they can to hold on to Mitch Moses and Dill Brown who as much as I love them they're still not actually proven on the big stages to to win anything and that's my worry same as Gutha they haven't come into a big game and gone good I think I think they've won two of their last eight finals games. One of them, which was against the Brisbane Broncos. They went 50-0. The Broncos were out the night before. And, of course, the Broncos, for the next 40 games after that, won about six games of football. So the Broncos are on the verge of an absolute fucking crisis. Parramatta gave it to them on a flat track. Outside of that, I think they've won one finals game, yeah, which was last year, I believe it was. Um, or the year before. One, one, one of the two. Anyway, one from seven, two from eight, whatever the hell you want to call it. Finals footy isn't really Parramatta's thing. And you keep thinking, oh, they'll take the maturity they've got and they'll move it on and they'll go to the next level the next year. And I genuinely thought that uh, at the end of last season. I watched them in the finals and I thought to myself, you know what, this team is closer to winning a premiership right now than they ever have been. And I thought 2022 is going to be very interesting for Parramatta to see how they go because they could be a real powerhouse. You know, during that offseason, 
We found out that Isaiah Papali'i was leaving. We found out Reid Marnie was leaving. All of a sudden, it got really interesting. Well, now the Parramatta Eels are under a little bit more pressure because they can sort of feel, and they won't say it, and that's fine, but there's no doubt about it that those players, they can sort of feel that window starting to close. Yeah, you lose a star hooker, you lose your best forward, you can feel that window starting to close. Yeah, let's not... Let's not pretend like the players aren't aware of it. Yeah, they might be. They might feel like they can come back from it and everything, but it's going to take time. And a lot of these guys have spent a lot of time at the Parramatta Eels without really achieving much, and they'd be feeling that. There is no doubt about that whatsoever. And if I'm Dill Brown, I'm Mitch Moses, I'm sure they're getting so many calls from other teams that are desperate to find halves like them and looking over the fence and going, well, can I win a comp at Parramatta? Can I win a comp here? What's going to change next year? We get Josh Hodgson. We lose Reed Marnie. We lose IPAP. We lose Nia Corey. We lose Ray Stone. Who are we getting in? I just, very hard to replace IPAP who, you know, the reality is he had the best season of his career last year. He was the best forward in rugby league. Parramatta were playing in peanuts. I mean, there was not a better, there was not a better value player in rugby league last year than IPAP and still this year. He's going to get his bag, which he deserves 100%. But all of a sudden now you're you're paying market value for all these great players again. And then Sean Lane's going to want an upgrade soon. You've got Junior Bolo, Regan Camagilla. They're both Origin players now. It's, you know, Maddo's played Origin too now. Gutho's played Origin. Moses has played Origin. Dill Brown, he's, you know, he he could win a World Cup for New Zealand in a couple of months. All these guys are going to start to be more worth more and more. Their value is going to go up. You're going to have to make hard decisions, which they have had to make, obviously, with Reid Barney and um, with Isaiah Papali'i. But I just feel like the pressure is starting to mount on Parramatta a little bit. And history tells me a team that doesn't handle pressure overly well, unfortunately, it's the Parramatta Eels. Uh, we saw a, you know, a brief stint in 2009 where they just – it seemed like pressure couldn't possibly affect them and Jared Hayne. They went on this unbelievable run that was incredible. Uh, took them all the way to the grand final. They stumbled there against the Melbourne Storm. I don't hold that against them. Some people called it a choke. I personally just think they hadn't come up against a team like the Melbourne Storm in that run. I felt like all week the Melbourne Storm were going to win that game realistically. But then you look back to 2001, you know, one of the great chokings there. Like, what the fuck happened? How did they possibly lose that? Granted, Andrew John's standing in their way. 2005, Timmy Smith on absolute fire. Parramatta could not miss. I think they got done by the Cowboys by 30 points. This team, they just don't handle this club. They don't handle pressure all that well. And once again, I'm happy to be proven wrong. But for Parramatta fans that are getting upset and everything about me just, you know, dismissing their premiership hopes, I understand why you're frustrated. And I appreciate you being frustrated because you should be. It's your team. You're passionate about it. You live for this. Here I am kind of just shitting on it to some extent from your point of view. I I appreciate you getting mad. So you should because you should be defending your team. But for me... You know, I don't have a team that I go for. I'm just I'm just going off what I have in front of me, which is one that Parramatta, they have been incredibly inconsistent this year. They've been impressively inconsistent. Can I just run you through their last six, eight weeks? Uh, just loading it up now because it really is, it's, it's incredible how they just managed to, like if we just go through their whole season, um, 32 to 28 round one, they beat the Gold Coast Titans by four points. Gold Coast Titans. Gold Coast Titans have gone like an absolute fucking busted this year. Week two, they lose to the Sharks, 18-16. I can understand that one. Yeah, Sharkies are a top-shelf side. It was at Shark Park. I think it was their first game at Shark Park in a number of years as well. So I get that one. They hung in the contest there. They beat the Melbourne Storm, 28-24 at Amy Park. The Melbourne Storm are a top-shelf side then. They're not the shell of a team that we see right now. They then give it to the Dragons. They beat the Titans again by six points. Another close one there. 
They then take on the West Tigers in a game they couldn't possibly lose. They lose that one in extra time, 21 to 20. Now, off the back of that, they've come off, you know, a six-point win against the Gold Coast Titans, which, you know, wasn't overly impressive there. Um, they then come out the next week and they absolutely give it to the Newcastle Knights. They blast them out of the park, 39 to 2, and you go, okay, here we go. They're going to start to get some momentum here. They're on fire. They're confident. Next week, they play the Cowboys. Okay, this is a team that's done pretty well so far this season. Parramatta will match up with them. They go up to Darwin. They lose 30-plus. They lose by more than 30 points. Now, the Cowboys are a great team. Do not get me wrong. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the Cowboys have only won two more games than the Parramatta Eels this year, and the Cowboys beat Parramatta in that game. They then play the Penrith Panthers. This game at Bluebet, no one's beaten them there in years. Parramatta, they find a way to do it. 22-20, to 20, they play the week after against the Roosters, who are just trying to keep their fucking head above water. They lose that one. They beat the Manly Seagulls by two points. They beat the Canberra Raiders by eight points. They have a bye. They have two weeks to prepare for their next game against the Canterbury Bulldogs, a bottom four team. They get beat by 30 again. 34-4 with probably the most dismal performance we've seen from Parramatta in a very long time. They bounced back the week after they, they, they beat the Sydney Roosters. I thought they were great that night. They were unreal, and they showed you what they're capable of. I wouldn't say the Roosters are a top-four side. I, I'd say they're a top-eight side. Uh, but at that point, in that game, I actually thought the Roosters played pretty well, to be fair. So that was probably one of Parramatta's better performances. But a bounce-back game after getting defeated by 30 by a bottom-four team, so it should be. The week after they play South Sydney, they, they lose that one by 18 points. They come back and beat the Tigers by eight. They then beat the Warriors by 10. They then take on the Brisbane Broncos in round 19. They get done by 22 points. They then come back the week after, and you know what? I, I'm not even going to mention this game. They beat the Panthers 34 to 10. Nathan Cleary got Simbin. To Parramatta's credit, they showed up in the first 15 minutes before that all happened. They looked really good. I actually thought they were on the front foot and could have potentially won that game, but there's not really much to go off there since Nathan Cleary got Simbin, uh, got, got sent off, and then you could argue, well, Penrith played the entire second half with 12 men, and they actually won that half. So positives and negatives, but I don't think it's fair to judge Parramatta on a game where and the opposition player got got sent from the field. I just don't think, think it's fair to rate them on that one. They come back last week against the Manly Seagulls. This game could have gone either way, realistically, without Mitch Moses. 36-20, to 20, they beat the Manly Seagulls at Brookvale. That's a cracking win. That was sensational. I thought they played really well. But once again, I look at Manly and I go, okay, well, who's the Manly Seagulls at the moment? That was coming off losing those seven guys that came back into the side. Bit of controversy, whatnot. Kieran Foran went off. But Parramatta, they, they played well. Without Mitch Moses, they played fucking well. Now, over the next few weeks, they've got South Sydney. I think this will be a tough game. I think the, the, the Bunnies boys will be well and truly up for this one. They play the team that is sixth. They're fifth. The winner of this, this is pretty much a semifinals game. The winner of this gives themselves a real shot of finishing in the top four. The loser, I think it becomes very, very hard for that team to make the top four. So this is like semifinal footy early. They then play Canterbury at Combank, 3 p.m. Going to be a dry game there. That's a game that Parramatta should win. But Canterbury have done pretty well against them. They beat them already this year. Then they go to Suncourt to play the Broncos. Then they finish with the Melbourne Storm at Amy Park. I'm confident Parramatta make the eight. I heard some people talking last week. Maybe they'll miss the eight. They're a good enough team to make the eight. I'm confident they're, they're, they're going to make the eight, yeah? But it's when we get to finals footy that I am really worried about the Parramatta Eels. And I don't think they can win a comp this year. Does that mean I'm right? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't at all. So Parramatta fans, 
Back your team in. Be confident with the team you've got because on paper, you should be able to win it. But for me, I just think they're one or two pieces short of being able to win a premiership. This could be their best year, though. Let's be honest here. The Melbourne Storm has fallen to bits. The Roosters are still sorting their shit out. The Penrith Panthers, you might get them week one when Nathan Cleary walks back in. Potentially, Jerome Luai is not there. This is a decent year for Parramatta, yeah? They have got a really good opportunity to do something this year. Despite that, I still don't believe they're going to win a comp this year. And I'm always going to be honest with you guys. I'm always going to call it, as I said. It's boring as batshit if I sit on the fence and go, well, they could. Of course they fucking could. You all know that. I'm going to give my honest opinion. It might be controversial sometimes, but I'm always going to be honest. I'm going to call it as I see it. For me, I don't think Parramatta can win a comp this year. Hopefully for you Parramatta fans, I'm completely wrong. And if I am wrong, make sure you message me on Grand Final Night and absolutely fucking give it to me because I want you to enjoy every minute of it because you deserve it. You've been patient for a very long time. You've been put through a heap of shit. But for me, I just don't think Parramatta can win a competition this year. I don't think they have the guys that are ready to own the big stage. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 